Hi, everybody. This is Leslie Jane Seymour, founder of Covey Club and of Reinvent Yourself, the podcast. So we have got a great person today, Una Duncan, who wrote this fantastic book. I get tons of books, just so you know, sent to me. A lot of them I can't get through. A lot of them are just too boring or poorly written, um, especially health books. I, I'm a little bit of a health snob. I feel like I've read it all, heard it all. I always have great health writers around me. Um, so I'm like, I've heard it, done it. But this wonderful book, it's called Healthy as Fuck, um, The Habits You Need to Get Lean, Stay Healthy, and Generally Kick Ass at Life um, by Una Duncan. Um, came across my doorway and it was so funny and so down to earth and so logical that I thought I've got to talk to her because she really talks. It's not a diet. She doesn't talk about just a fitness routine. She talks about how to change your habits and how to break your habits that are holding you back. And that's the big problem with anything we try to change or reinvent is that we slide back. We may go for a three-day retreat and then because we have no support or no positive reinforcement, um, three days later, you're back to doing, or a week later or a month later, you're back to doing what you did. That's what happens. And as she points out um, in our discussion upcoming, 45% of what we do every day is unconscious. It's a habit. So it makes sense if you're not aware of what those habits are, how they're sort of backsliding you um, away from your reinvention. So this is a discussion that, yes, is about fitness and health and body, but it's also about changing your brain's attitude towards how you're going to reinvent yourself. And the great thing about Una is that she talks about how when she was a kid, she was an avid, passionate smoker, she says, um, as a teenager. And it wasn't until her late 20s that she decided that she had to do something about this ever expanding body. And she's been a, you know, she, funny thing, she went to acting school um, and got her master's degree. I guess that helps you if you're going to be an evangelist for physical change. Um, and then she's also been a private trainer and a fitness professional. And she has uh, a website called Fit Feels Good, um, which is a fitness company that offers boot camps, group classes, private training, as well as certifications and continuing education for fitness professionals. And what I love about her book is that it really is very direct and really, and it's very funny. If Unless you're offended by salty language and you should just hang up right now because you won't like this uh, podcast because she's salty. Um, but it's like, you know, um, Chapter two, find the fucks. <laughs> um, you know, introduction, why discipline, motivation, and willpower are bullshit. Um, she just kind of lays it on the line. And I think, you know, you get to a point in your life where you just want to um, hear the, the truth. And chapter nine, we talk a little bit about in the podcast. She says, if you can't do something right, do it totally half-assed. And her point is, is that we're too caught up in this all or nothing defeatist mentality. And that's what keeps us from reinventing. So I think you're going to enjoy Una Duncan. And here she is. So hello, Una. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Good. So I just, I just want to tell everybody that your first question to me was, is this a fuck-friendly <laughs> podcast? And I said, yes. And what I love about Una and her book, and you'll see from her book, she, does, she just lets it all rip. 
And she didn't even know what I love. She didn't even know that that is called fuck speak on Wall, on Wall Street. My, my husband said that's every second word they use on Wall Street. So for those of you who are offended, I'm really sorry. You can uh, listen to the transcript, read the transcript, whatever. Um, but uh, I love the fact that it is just very direct. Um, I'm often very direct also. You guys may not have heard it, but um, <laughs> well, so anyway, thank you for freedom. Yes, exactly. So Una, let's talk a little bit about your fabulous book, which is called Healthy as Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I read it. And the reason why I have you on is because I've read a gazillion health books. I'm bored to tears. They all say the same thing or they say nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've read every health article. It's so boring. Yours, first of all, was funny. It was smart. It was honest. Um, and the thing that I really love about it is that you talk about the issues with reinvention, especially with a body reinvention, is that you can't stick with it unless yeah. you change the habit. So yes. talk a little bit about that. Well, here's the thing is that most people, what they're trying to do is they, they you know, there's a new fad diet all the time yes. and they all sound pretty good. Like there's always some sort of pseudoscience to back it up. And then your friend tries it and they lose tons of weight. And you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get in on this. And then, so you do it, but you're really relying on your discipline or your motivation mm -hmm. or your willpower. And the thing about discipline, motivation, and willpower is they eat up enormous energetic resources. So as soon as anything else happens in your life that requires extra attention, like, you know, a big project at work or your kid gets sick or whatever, then you just don't have the extra fucks for your discipline, uh -huh. motivation, and willpower. Uh -huh. And then, uh -huh. so then, then you fall off the rails is the term that my clients will often say, I fell off the rails. And then that can lead to this fuck it spiral. Like, oh, fuck it. I fell off the rails. Mm -hmm. What's the mm -hmm. use? And then mm -hmm. that not only does it start this kind of binge purge relationship, which is horrible for you physically, mm -hmm. it's also awful for you mentally because you start to get this idea of I'm a loser. I can't stick with it. I have no discipline. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is corrosive to your sense of self. Mm -hmm. And that is the cycle that I wrote this book. I was like, this is bullshit. We all mm -hmm. need to get out of that cycle because almost every woman I know is living in it. Mm, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your history because you reinvented much earlier. You're 44 now, you said? Yep. 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 But you <laughs> reinvented your, as I said to you, there's not a lot out there about you. There's a lot that you've done that's out there. Sure. So talk a little bit about, but you said that you you know, you were more likely to be auditioning for cabaret or irritating your teachers <laughs> circulating a petition about how everything in my school is sexist, which makes you totally a covey girl. So <laughs> that's um, so funny. But um, then how did you get into the whole body thing? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> it's kind of, um, you know what? The thing is, I, I very much had this sort of front of being way too cool for any of that stuff. Like there's no way I would have joined any sports teams or been caught trying at anything physically. I found that really embarrassing, especially because I wasn't good at it. Right. And, um, you know, I was a passionate smoker and- Oh my God, really? Oh, okay. totally, totally. And, uh, you know, so anyway, so, but on the other hand, there was a secret part of me that was like, you know what? I'm getting bigger and bigger. And it didn't match who I felt like I was. I felt like, you know, I was really accomplished in all these other areas of my life, but my body, 
um, was just not in sync with that. And I would look at pictures of myself and say, that can't be me or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and so I would go on these diets and I would do it really secretly because it wasn't really in alignment with my, mm -hmm. you know, feminist values and all that mm -hmm. to be dieting. But mm -hmm. secretly I'm sending away for like this chlorophyll slime that you're supposed to eat at midnight and it makes you okay. wait while you're asleep. Seriously, that's an uh -huh. actual thing that I did. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, anyways, and then of course, none of it works. And then um, one day I just started, um, this is again, kind of embarrassing. This is why this stuff is out there, by the way. Um, right. I started, I made a deal with myself that I was allowed to watch Jerry Springer and oh, Lori Povich uh -huh. <laughs> I was on the treadmill. And that was the only time. I was oh honest. my God. Yeah. Okay. It was the only time I was allowed to do this guilty pleasure TV watching. And okay. I could walk. And then eventually I started, I just made a deal. I was like, what if I tried jogging just for one commercial? Oh, and wow. Yeah. Okay. And then it just built really, really slowly like that. And I had no, you know, ego around it. I had no, no one was around. It was just okay. this treadmill. So, but it was because I started creating, and now what I've realized is that I created a habit loop around exercise because mm -hmm. it was associated with this pleasure and this mm -hmm. addiction of watching these shows, the way they're edited is so addictive, mm -hmm. um, that I started to develop this positive habit loop towards being on the mm -hmm. treadmill and moving my body. Mm -hmm. And that's what led me to doing a little bit more exercise. And then sort of one thing led to another and I you know, became a fitness instructor and then a trainer started training trainers and blah, 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 Jeez. blah. blah. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And, yeah. and when did that start? Was that as a teenager or in your twenties? Oh, yeah. Oh, deep into my twenties. I was definitely, I really, um, spent most of my early adulthood very much not, um, not, not understanding why anyone would possibly want to sweat on purpose. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. That's amazing. So it was like your thirties. Yeah. So probably mid twenties, I think. Okay. Um, right. but yeah, even still into my twenties, you know, I remember signing up for gym memberships all the time and then not using mm -hmm. them because I was just so, so embarrassed because mm -hmm. I would try to get a machine to work and it wouldn't work. And I would mm -hmm. kind of slink out of there and then get so mad at myself for spending the money. You know, I really, mm -hmm. I did that cycle often enough that now mm -hmm. when I speak to my clients and they're mm -hmm. stuck in it, I'm like, girl, I get it. I get it. So yeah. talk about, let's talk about that cycle um, and how you, how it defeats us mm -hmm. and how you shake that up and break that. Because I think that's true with anything. I think it's any reinvention really you can, uh, you know, apply this to. Which totally. Got to change your habit and set up a positive feedback, right? Right. So one of the, so I talk about the psychology of the habit loop in the book. So you have right. your trigger, then you have the behavior and then you have a reward. One thing that, especially women our age, uh, are so stingy with giving ourselves rewards yeah, yeah, yeah. and pleasure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, this is, yeah. we think, well, I'm an adult. I don't need a lollipop to go yes, to the dentist. I'm just yes. going to do it because you do it. And this is what we do. No, guys, we need, this is the way our brains work. We respond to positive stimuli. So give it to yourself and right. then you'll do the behavior. Right. So you've got to find ways to find the pleasure. And this is actual work for so many women. They're like, I don't even know what gives me pleasure. Because, wow. you know, you're like, well, the bubble bubble buff cliche, you know, some people don't right. like that. <laughs> what gives right. you pleasure? That's not because, and this is why we have so many people who are like, you know, oh, I don't know what to do about my nighttime stacking. I just find that I can't stop doing that. And for most people, if they're doing that, it's because it's the only pleasure they've allowed themselves all day. Oh, I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah. So the, so what the, one of the biggest bit of homework I give to people, and this is why, you know, following a diet 
isn't going to work. You got to figure out what gives you pleasure. And this is kind of the inner work that no one is doing that you can't just mm-hmm. get some trainer tell you, you know, instead of a cookie, eat carrot sticks. Mm-hmm. If carrot sticks mm-hmm. don't fulfill the same reward that a cookie mm-hmm. does, you're not going to do it. You're going to run out of discipline, motivation, and willpower. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go right back to the cookie because that's what's giving you pleasure. So you've got to figure out what gives you pleasure. And um, what kind of things have you, have you come up with other than the glass of wine and the cookie? Right. I know, right? And what do your clients come up with? What are the suggestions that have actually worked for them? Yeah. So stuff that can give you pleasure. So this is tricky for a lot of people. So what gives people pleasure? Well, guilty pleasure, um, TV, reading, um, so, so doing your exercise with a friend, even mm-hmm. if it's just going for a walk. You know, some people are trying to bully themselves into going to the gym and doing all these hit training classes, and they mm-hmm. hate it. Instead, mm-hmm. schedule a regular walk with your best friend, and then mm-hmm. that's pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Um, having music p- uh, podcasts, a lot of people save their favorite podcasts, like this mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. for their workouts or their walks or something like that. Um, yeah, so you just you know want to associate pleasure, some sort of hit of pleasure after it. And even sometimes people find, you know, even just having um, the psychological pleasure of like Xing off a day on your calendar that you hit mm-hmm. your, you know, seven servings of vegetables, mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. little, like little mm-hmm. hits. And this is why almost every fitness app you get says post mm-hmm. to Facebook. And of course that's a marketing thing on their part and mm-hmm. no problem with that. But when you have your friends say, Hey, way to go. Good for you. You did mm-hmm. it. It's mm-hmm. easy, but it works. The more social reinforcement you can get for your habits that mm-hmm. hits our pleasure center so hard. Even if we think I'm a grown up, I don't need mm-hmm. any affirmation. Yes, you do. Just allow mm. yourself that. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, and so you actually get people to actually write that down before they even start their program? Well, I get people to start being aware. So okay. this is, yeah. So people, for, so in my program, what I, we do right off the bat is we sort of um, interrupt all of the existing habit patterns right. and then start to re, uh, sort of reinvent ourselves really with right. new habit patterns. And I sort of really install those aggressively because, you know, I promise a result in a certain amount of time. But right. then once we do that, I start to say, Hey, notice where the sticking points are. Notice what's giving you pleasure. Notice what is, you know, where the pain points are and how can we solve those pain points? Mm-hmm. So for, and, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Tell me where the pain points usually are. Well, you know, for uh, sometimes the pain points, we don't even realize what they are. So for example, I had a client who was super hardcore, but the only time she could work out is before her kids woke up, but mm-hmm. she didn't want to jump because then her kids were sleeping. So then uh-huh. she was like, well, you know, what do I do? And so right. I gave her a, a quote unquote, silent but deadly workout. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and then, so she could work out with her kids there. You know, me, I found I was never packing myself a healthy lunch, even though I really believe in that. And then when I did the, the deep inner soul work to figure out why I figured out, mm-hmm. oh, it's just that I don't have any Tupperware that doesn't leak. Oh. <laughs> so, so often the problem might just be a little environmental thing that we mm-hmm. can fix. And that's why I have a chapter of the book that's called the life changing magical art of just getting your shit together. Mm-hmm. So it's really just organizing your environment for mm-hmm reducing pain points for maximum pleasure. And Mm -hmm. and another example I have of that is throw out all the clothes you have that don't fit you and feel amazing right now. Mm. Because that's not- People really do that? Oh, oh, they throw out the clothes that don't fit them? Yeah. I make them do that because one of the biggest things is people hang on to clothes and they think it's going to inspire them to get Ah. clothes that they bought that are too small. But in fact, it's probably going to make you feel like shit. Ah, and so okay. really we want, our goal is to feel good right now in exactly the body that we're in. 
Okay. And this is again, how women are so stingy with ourselves. Cause we feel like, no, if I allow myself to feel good in this body, that's letting and myself I'll stay off the here. Hook. Yeah. And exactly. I'll stay here. Right. Okay. All right. But no, we, we cannot like boot camp sergeant ourselves into proper behavior. We can't oh. do that. That will never, I know. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. In fact, there's been lots of studies where they, um, in one study, they gave women donuts. They said, here, you have to eat these donuts. So they ate the donuts. And then they gave half of the people um, messages of self-love and reassurances that it was okay to eat the donut, no worries. Yeah. And then they had them do some math problems or whatever, and they happened to have candy on the table. Right. So guess which group ate three times as much candy? The, the ones. ones that didn't get the messages of self-love and it's okay that you ate the donut. Wow. Right. So feelings of beating yourself up, of really being discontent with your body right now, all of that is associated with more binge behavior, with more weight gain. However, on the other side, if you say something to the effect, this is the script I give my clients, um, even though I'm not at my goal weight yet, I Mm -hmm. absolutely love the body that I'm in and I'm so excited for where I'm going, for all the potential I have, for how fit I'm going to get. I'm so excited for all of it. Mm. Okay. So you got to, yeah, you got to love yourself now in order to get to where you want to be. And I know that's a little um, counterintuitive for a lot of people. So how do you feel about this whole idea um, that's been going around for a long time, which is it doesn't matter what weight you are as long as you're fit? Right. Well, here's the thing. I really believe it's about feeling good. So if you feel good in your body right now, then I have no problem with that mm-hmm. at all. I have no problem with that. I do think that it is hard for people to feel good if they're in a body that feels heavy, physically uncomfortable, or that they're not proud of. Mm-hmm. So, but if you can do the mental, the like inner work to feel proud and everything in a body that is what society would call overweight, then mm-hmm. holy shit, I am slow clapping you because that is fucking hard. And that's mm-hmm. awesome that you can do that. And even if there are health reasons not to be in that body? If there are health reasons to lose not, weight, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there are health reasons to lose weight and that's, I mean, there's health reasons to do so many things, but we are, you know, more than just automatons of health. We are fully rounded individuals. And like, there is zero health reason to, for example, have any alcohol. That's Mm freaking poison, right? Mm -hmm. Alcohol is poison and it's dumb for us to drink it. The French would take you up on that. What about that one glass a day with the, you know, reservatrols in it? Oh, dude, I would take them back. And you know what? Because I researched this so heavily for my book. You did? Because I love my wine and I was desperately looking for some justification for it. There really is none. Like it's awful for you physically. Really? So that one glass is bullshit? Bullshit. Total bullshit. You're kidding. I didn't know that. Okay. I know. I know. Can you feel the stuff in the heart? Yeah, I'm sorry. All right. Everybody just turned off the podcast. (laughs) Okay. You can turn it back on. We won't shame. We won't wine shame you. But this is why. This is why we won't wine shame you. Because like I said, we're not just robots of health. We have cultural context. We have social context. So I say if that one glass of wine is what gives you the lubrication to like get up and dance at the wedding, then it uh-huh. tells yes, you should have that glass of wine. That makes your life better. Uh-huh. But I also tell people to really watch which are the glasses of wine that are making your life better mm-hmm. versus which ones are really not helping at all. Like the automatic mm-hmm. glass of wine you might have while you're yep. preparing dinner. Yeah. Is that really giving you a better quality of life or is it just adding unnecessary calories and sugar to your waistline? Right. Yeah. So let's talk about the premenopausal body, you know, perimenopause and menopause. Do you subscribe to the fact that there are changes and oh. that it makes it harder to actually do something about it? And, you know, I mean, I'm 
thin and I even had like things went mushy. Like uh, I kept thinking it was something in the, in the, uh, in the lighting in the elevator. When I saw like dimpling on the top of my arms, I'm like, what, what What the hell is that? (laughs) And I work out and I'm not, I mean, I'm not Madonna, but you know, like, wait a minute, how does that happen? Right. Exactly. That's not like, that's not fair. I work at this. Right. Oh, I totally get this. And actually I kind of um, have a specialization in women in their forties and plus because there are absolutely changes that happen. So as our estrogen decreases, we tend to, um, we, our metabolism decreases as well. And so there's a few adjustments and then also our body fat. You know, if you think of where women will normally gain weight, sort of their bum, their thighs, their breasts around the bra line, uh, upper arms versus Mm -hmm. where men gain weight. And you uh, picture like a man with a beer belly kind of thing. Yep. What happens is our estrogen decreases, then our fat distribution tends to go towards that masculine fat distribution around the belly. Yeah, is, I've been I've been yeah. saying for a long time that we're all going to meet in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like we're yeah. all going to meet in this neutral mushy, bulbous <laughs> body. I think that's what's happening. No, okay. we're not because there are definitely things we can do. So, for okay. example. Um, absolutely. It's harder. You are not imagining that and it is not your fault. However, there are lots of things that we can do about it. So okay. for example, as far as exercise, the best thing to do to reduce age related, um, it's called muscle sarcopenia. When your, uh, muscles naturally decrease as you get older, which reduces your metabolism right. is right. strength training okay, and a lot of, and I'm talking about big, big ass compound movements, like none of this bullshit tricep kickbacks and glute kickbacks. Like I'm talking about chest presses and squats and like use all of your muscles. And right. so you want to do that at least three times a week. And this mm-hmm. is from the Harvard School of um, mm-hmm. Public Health, I believe, mm-hmm. that study. And mm-hmm. then also we need less food. And I know that's really not a trendy thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we need, most of us are just overeating. So the people mm-hmm. who are listening to this mm-hmm. podcast, I'm guessing mm-hmm. most of you are not like eating Fruit Loops for breakfast. Like I know you no. guys know what's right. Healthy. Yes. So right. I'm not going to talk to you like you're totally, you haven't got the memo on sugar or anything, right. but I will say that quantity. Most the, yeah, it's quantity. Like I, most of my clients eat beautiful, healthy food, but way too much of it. Yeah. Because remember yeah, we- as- yeah, we think if it's if it's good food, we can eat all of it. <laughs> That's right. No, 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 no. And that is a really popular promise of most of the diets these days. You yeah, can eat as much as you want, as long as it doesn't have like net carbs or whatever. But really, no. We our metabolism would decrease, our caloric burn is decreased as we get older, and we just mm-hmm. don't need as many calories as we used to to maintain ourselves. So mm-hmm. if we continue to eat the exact same portions that we have since we were thirty or twenty or whatever, we're gonna mm-hmm. gain weight just for the caloric calories in, calories out. And what are you seeing in terms of two things, the belly fat problem, which everybody's freaking out about totally. and yeah. um, the movement, you know, the, uh, the fat redistributes. Yeah. And then, you know, again, just this general mushiness where there used to be muscle, even if you work out, like your knees get mushy, you're not there yet, but yeah. I'm 62. This is your promise to me? The knees are going to get mushy? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they just they just do. Either that or you end up being that kind of ropey, kind of overworked out person, which some people right. don't like either, which is right. that you look like a skeleton overworked, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but what is that in between? And can you get back to that? Or is that just something, I mean, I've just like, I'm at the, the fuck it. I'm wearing shorts anyway. Don't look oh, at my yeah. knees level. You know, it's like, they're just mushy. What can I tell you? <laughs> that is the deal. Whatever you know? is the case right now. And like I said, there's a million things we can do to work on it. And mm-hmm. uh, there's tons of stuff like that, but whatever is the case right now, 
what you want is not you know, your body when you were 20 or six fat right. abs or whatever, what right. you want is to feel sexy and confident and like yourself. And mm-hmm. the way you're going to feel that is if you mm-hmm. start practicing feeling that mm-hmm. that's the training you need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's really, because if you've been practicing looking in the mirror and thinking, Oh my God, I'm getting older and look at my knees or whatever. If you keep practicing that, even if you do manage to make changes in your body, your brain is still going to have this neural pattern of, Oh my gosh, look at me. I'm not up to stuff. Right. So you need to start practicing the feelings of feeling sexy and confident. And this is why I have everyone throw out their two small clothes. Uh-huh. There's no way you can feel sexy and confident in pants that are giving you a wedgie and pancake butt. <laughs> <laughs> what other tips and tricks do you do to get them going? And because we're really looking for reinvention tips and tricks here. All right. And for people who are really serious about it, that's why they're listening. Um, it could, you know, obviously we're talking about health. Um, but it could be any kind of uh, reinvention as well. So talk okay. a little bit more. Okay. So to be super specific and actionable, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. thing I would love for everyone to do is start filling half of every plate with vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. whenever you're like, yeah, 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 I do that. Right. No, you, right, you right. Really, 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 really probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So half of every plate, like it's going to be an enormous amount of vegetables okay. and you're going to feel like a compost bin. And I want you okay. to keep going with the vegetables. Okay. Hey, okay. number two, I want you to find a group of people who are doing whatever it is you want to do, whether it's healthy eating or meditating or exercising or whatever. And they are like so much better than you. And I want you to oh. just put your ego aside and join that tennis club where everyone already knows how to play tennis or whatever it is, a bike club, a hiking club, whatever it is, and just allow yourself to be the shittiest one in the room. Join, go to the gym and go Mm -hmm. to the kickboxing class and feel like a fool and just do it. Because that, if you are reinventing yourself, you've got to put yourself in a room with people who are doing something you don't already do. And it requires a massive slaughter of your current ego. That's what reinvention is, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. So... That's a huge tip for you is have the courage to put your ego aside, put yourself with people that are way better than you. And then I would also say meditation. And I get so much pushback from mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, because my mm-hmm. clients are like, please, I hired mm-hmm. you to get me abs, not enlightenment. Yes, not right. Okay. Okay. But meditation is where you are going to start to develop the skills to have a little bit of awareness about what we're doing. So 40 to 45% of our actions are habits we don't even, we're not even conscious of. Yeah. And that's like a lot of your life. And right, in order right. to get conscious of what you're doing, you got to start uh, be bringing some awareness to the moment. And the way we practice that is through meditation. So if you've ever found yourself, uh, you know, on your third tablespoon of peanut butter mm-hmm. and thinking, oh my God, what happened? Well, how did mm-hmm. I get here? Mm-hmm. Meditation is going to help you bring a little bit of awareness so that, you know, after meditating for a little while, you'll recognize it on the first tablespoon and say, mm-hmm. huh, here I am. Mm-hmm. Now I, and I know that the thought that brought me here was when I got mad at myself about blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So meditation is really key. It's probably one of the most important skills you can do for long-term weight loss. And no one really, it's true. true. Does it matter what kind of meditation do you care? You know, um, do we have time for a quick story about meditation? Yes, yes, yes. We're in good shape. Great. So um, this is what convinced me because I was a very affirmed non-meditator as well. But um, my yoga teacher told me the story about he was teaching a class. There was a woman who was the front row center kind of woman. 
And he was starting the class with some neck rolls and connecting to the breath and all this stuff. And she was getting very visibly kind of irritated. And he said, you know, um, is anything wrong? And she said, yeah, listen, I got to burn 500 calories a day. So can we get on with this? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, maybe if you sit still long enough, you'll understand why you eat 500 calories too much. Mm, (laughs) And I just, when I heard that story, I was so, it just felt like such a bitch slap because Mm -hmm. I was exactly like that woman, so resistant to drop the hustle and spend a second to figure out why I'm actually eating unconsciously or why I feel the need to do these things that were, you know, much worse for my health than just sitting still. Hmm. How long do you uh, suggest people meditate each day? Does it matter? Uh, You know, usually recommended 20 minutes, but my Mm -hmm. gosh, I could not have done Mm -hmm. that when I first started. So Mm -hmm. even if you just, you know, and one of the things I talk about in the book is the peril of the all or nothing mentality. Like Mm -hmm. either I'm a meditator Mm -hmm. or I'm not a meditator. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I either am on my plan or I'm off my plan and I'll pick it up on Monday. And what I would love to lovingly suggest to your audience is that it doesn't, and I know you guys are probably all super high achievers. If I'm not going to do it right, I'm not going to do it all, all that. And if you can drop that and allow yourself to do things, um, I've got a chapter called, if you can't do it right, do it totally half ass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh If you can allow yourself to do things half ass, your meditation could just look like taking three deep breaths and then getting on with your day. Mm. It doesn't always have to be so all or nothing. And Mm. it's the all or nothing mentality. If you want to reinvent yourself, if you set yourself up for now I've reinvented myself and this is my thing now. And now I'm a, whatever, now I'm a vegan and I'm always going to be vegan and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so if you do that and then one day you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to be a vegan today. And then, and then you could get the fuck it's and then just allow yourself to fall off the wagon. Mm -hmm. Or you could be like, you know what? I'm just, this is my small win. And then you just allow a smaller version of the habit to stand in its place. And then you come back to it later and it's totally, all of it is fine. If you expect all or nothing, you will fail. Where does that all or nothing thing come from, Anna? Do you have a sense of where that comes from? I mean, it's just part of our striver achiever um, culture, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think you would have this. And, and I can't even off the top of my head think of another culture that's not so like that. But I think that it's part of this you know, culture where we all have to be perfect all the time. And that's mm-hmm. also the portrayal that we put out there on uh, social media. And I kind of giggled and you're like, I can't find a lot about you out there uh, other than all of your accomplishments. And I'm like, hells yes, that's on purpose. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> all you're going to see is my awards. You're not going to uh-huh. see that I was, uh, you know, a smoker outside the portables in high school. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So what else can we do to to make sure we have success in this area and how, you know, in particular, what are you seeing for women 40 plus what the struggle is? I mean, everybody's so busy. That's the other problem. I hear a lot of people say I've got to do this, but I can't spend all this time on it. I don't have the brain space. I'm so fried between everything I do. Totally. So um, one thing I do have an answer about the no time thing And it's a little bit of a tough love answer because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have this story where my friend said to me, oh God, you know, I I know I've been really trying to eat healthy, but the other day was just so crazy and I just needed something quick. So I just threw a frozen pizza in the oven Mm -hmm. and, you know, we can all relate to that. We have all had that day. But when you think about it, it doesn't really make sense because a frozen pizza takes about 20 minutes to cook, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes. And that's after the oven preheats, which takes five lifetimes when you're hungry. 
right. versus heating up some vegetable soup will take about three minutes. Right. So we tell ourselves we don't have the time, but it's honestly that we don't have the energy for oh. the discipline, motivation, and willpower. We just, we don't need more time. We need better habits. And so that's what we're training ourselves to do is have these better habits by associating more pleasure with these actions. And we can do, we can engineer these automatic habits consciously, but it wow. requires that we do the inner work to find out what gives us pleasure and then to, and to, then to engineer our lives so that we have opportunities for that. So what have you seen? What's a list of things? Do you have any more creative things that you've heard women talk about that substitute for that? spoonful of peanut butter, which is pleasure. Oh, Besides, man. I mean, like, what have you heard your clients talk about? Because I think that's good for women to stick in their brain yeah, and think about, oh, yeah, I actually really do that. I mean, and I think, I think, because of what Covey Club's mission is, I think actually that picking up the phone and calling somebody. Totally. Um, because I think that's one of the big deficits we have is we don't get any sustenance from our relationships anymore because we don't talk to anybody. We have to make an appointment to talk to somebody. Yeah. And then it's like, Ooh, how's next month for you? Right. Yeah. No, yeah. we don't see anybody. We don't talk to anybody. We don't connect. We don't, there's no warmth in our, you know, we're, we're doing all caps to each other in a, in a, email. <laughs> but You're so right. Yeah. Honestly, the more social you can make your new, your reinvention, the more you can include other people, the more it's going to stick. Ah, um, and okay. I have a chapter of the book called the power of your peeps. People will, we are social creatures and we will automatically default to our social norm, to whatever that norm is. You know, the, you know, that thing, the five people you hang out with most become, do you uh -huh. know that thing? I've so, heard of it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, there's this well-known saying, if you take the five people you hang out with most and then take their salary, uh, and take the, the average of their salary and that will be your salary. Oh, I right? didn't hear that. Okay. Oh, you've never heard that. Yeah. No. So it's sort of the same thing with your health and wellness, which is uh -huh. why I say oh. that's to put yourself in a room where you are the worst one because you will experience exponential growth. Huh. But even besides that, even besides the sort of aspirational thing of surrounding yourself with inspiring people, just the nurturing aspect, which you're talking about, because mm -hmm. we are absolutely starved for connection. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of that, you know, peanut butter binge, for example, is us desperately trying to feel loved and treated yes. and connected. Yes. Yes. And so yes. one substitution that I have suggested, which has had um, unforeseen consequences. So I, mm -hmm. I saw my part, um, my clients who are partnered to, because this always has to be a pact with a partner. If your partner is not on board with your reinvention, you oh. a countdown until it's going to blow up. Oh, really? So, okay. I mean, All it's right. so hard. You're swimming upstream. If you announce to your partner, I'm really trying to get healthy. Right. And, you know, this is the kind of, I really want to start eating lots of vegetables. And I would prefer if we don't have our nightly glass of wine, mm -hmm. you know, your partner might feel like the rug is really pulled out from them. Mm -hmm. You really mm -hmm. have to, and I have a script in the book of how to kind of get your family on board. But mm -hmm. one suggestion that one of my clients made to her partner said, listen, um, could we, instead of drinking wine and watching TV at night, do you think that maybe... Um, in order to experience the same feelings of like relaxation and connection, maybe we could take turns giving each other a massage. Mm -hmm. And so they did. And then she reported, that but we never finished watching the show because we'd always end up having sex. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. Hilarious. There you go. Unexpected consequences, but good ones. Right. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So that's so, another example, but the more you can get anybody else involved, the better. That's interesting. 
And so um, we have a few last minutes before we close. Great. Um, what would you like to say to the Covey Club reader who is, you know, they are in transition of some sort. They have might have had a health crisis. They might have had a job crisis, um, a family crisis, taking care of elders, taking care of older children, mm-hmm. maybe heading towards empty nest after being real caregivers and wondering what's next for them and who they are and where they're going. Yeah. And I think a lot of them too are struggling, you know, with all these body changes. What's the biggest takeaway you can offer them? And I think, I do think they should all read your book, Healthy as Fuck. I think it's a great, I, because it's beyond a health book. It's not just a health book and it's not just a diet. And it's, it's not saying here's one fix. It's really telling you and teaching you how to actually change your mindset so it will stick. Yeah. So for all of those incredible, I'm guessing mostly women, right? Yes. Um, yes. In transition. I mean, the one thing I want to say is, you know, I, my heart goes out to you because I know that whatever you're going through, there's always challenges and that, you know, I completely empathize with how hard that can be. But I also want to say that I'm freaking excited for you because when you're going through changes like this, even if they're challenging, it is an amazing opportunity to reinvent yourself and just burn the bridges of all your old habits and start to create new ones. Because they say that one of the best ways to, for example, quit smoking is to move to a different city. Because oh, really? All, yeah, because all of your, your triggers are gone. Oh. So, yeah, so if you are experiencing this sort of reinvention, your kids are leaving or whatever, uh, new health situation, whatever it is, whatever wow. your old paradigm was doesn't exist anymore. And this is a beautiful opportunity to consciously create habits that are going to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And it could be the best time of your life. You have the power to consciously create this. And I just want to say I'm excited for you and Mm -hmm. to rise up to that challenge and whatever the story is about why you haven't been able to do it yet. It's just a story. There are examples of other people who have had those same situations Mm -hmm. and have overcome them and created Mm -hmm. the best life. And I'm not saying that without any sort of empathy for the challenges, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying that if you look, you'll find role models who have Mm -hmm. overcome and made this the best time of their life. And I'm saying that with so much love and so much excitement for what you can absolutely do. Mm -hmm. Well, wonderful. Una, what a fabulous talk we had. I'm going to try to drag you into our live coffee and conversation too, because I I love that. I think you would be fabulous. And that's where we get on the phone with everybody. um, And we do a live webinar, you know, and some presentation materials, but also get to talk to women directly and they'll talk with you. And it's really, you really learn a lot and we learn a lot from each other. So I think you're just amazing. I hope everybody reads the book and um, I can't wait to see you on the CNC coming up. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to your people. Great. Awesome. Thanks. Talk soon. Bye. So I want to thank everybody for whoever stayed on after all the salty language on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you will come back uh, and listen to more of Reinvent Yourself. I think Una gave us really interesting and different tips and tricks. And I hope that you, if you like the podcast, you will subscribe and please pass us to other friends who need help with reinventing or rethinking their lives. 
And I also hope that uh, you will give us some stars. We need a rating because if without a rating, no one finds us. Um, it's a big bad world out there in podcasting and we need your help. So if you like us, follow us. And also come over to the Covey Club if you like what's going on. We have a new app we're really excited about. It's called Covey Connect. And you can geolocate women just like you all around the country. And you can get together for a glass of wine or a fitness class or whatever. Um, or you can search by whatever uh, way that you're interested in. You want to find other women who are divorcees or other women in finance, whatever it is. Anyway, we're chatting away there. People are getting to know each other um, for business and for friendship, and it's really working. So come to CoveyClub.com and check us out. Thanks, and talk to you next time.